Wednesday, Firearms in Film and Entertainment. Every Wednesday, we take a look at movies, books, magazines, games, and even podcasts, videos, and memes. There's a tactical quiz, and we'll take a look at Instagram posts that feature the hashtag DailyGunShow. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. And welcome, everybody, to our tactical point, to our daily gun show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for a while. So... Is the background noise too bad? I got a lot of fans going here. No, it's not bad at all. All right, so thanks for that. Thanks to Barbecue for jumping in. DJ jumped in to play the tactical quiz tonight, and tonight we're playing them a little differently in that it is an episode of Stump the Chump. So they've got to bring questions to the quiz, and first ones, well, anytime you can get three questions that I can't figure out from firearms museums, then we're in some kind of patch system that we got going on here. So did you understand the rules of what we're playing tonight? Yeah, seems pretty straightforward to me. Okay. So, yeah. So I guess uh, I don't know how to do it. So we only got two of you. So go ahead. Feel free. Bring it up. All right. All right, then. I got one if you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Who was recently named the director of the NRA museums? Hmm, that's a good one. That's that's somehow known. It's like that's some hidden question or something. Uh, announced a month ago. Oh, really? No, don't know. That's All Philip right, Schreiber. So he's uh, he's been Philip Schreiber. He's been uh, a staff curator for 33 years, started in uh, 1989 as an assistant. So let me put it out this way, too. I wanted to clarify this so that it doesn't become like, oh, you just said 6,204, and it was really 6,205, right? So uh, if you're going to ask a question um, that's like, let's say the answer is 6,000, then I, I can't. you can't be like, how many let's say guns are in this museum and the number 6,000, uh, you got to give me like, you know, how many guns are in this museum? 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 or something like, give me some kind of choices so that I can at least get into the ballpark. Um, so I'll give you that one, but, uh, just in the future, don't make it like impossible. I'm not some sort of genius. I, I should have said questions out of the, either the websites or the books that we've posted. Right. So that you can't just come up with stuff that's impossible to know. And right. But like Baron saying, multiple choice might help. So you don't have to have a bunch of stuff, but uh, give me a chance. But anyway, go ahead. All right. Um, my question was going to be, what museum is in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia? Right, I was doing something. And what museum is what? Is in located in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. Fort Oroville? Oglethorpe. 
Fort Oglethorpe. The only museum I know of is the Fuller Museum in in Georgia. Yep, the Claude Fuller uh, Arms Collection. Oh, really? Is that uh, the name of the thing? I know it's on the Chickamauga Battlefield, but I had no idea what yeah. the name of the town was. Yep. Okay. Louis DJ's turn now. Imagine if there's like a whole bunch of people in here, then you might be able to get me. But with just two yeah. of you, they'll have armor all night. All right. Well, I got one then. So the Jan Davis Museum is featured in your gun museum's book. What time do they close on Saturday? On Saturday, 5 p.m. Bing, you got it. Because they close at 5 p.m. on every day, right? That I cannot confirm. I'll look that up. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. At least that's what I was going off of. That was a good one. That was a tough one. I kind of guessed in there a little bit, but I assumed. That brings a barbecue, right? It does. Yeah. So basically, the way this works is on Wednesdays, we do a tactical quiz and. I don't have any interest in just doing some boring garbage that is the same all the time. So we're making it interesting by messing around with it a little bit. This week, they knew that it was a stump. Wait, that it was a stump the chump situation because I told them like an hour ago. So nobody had time to prepare for this. So kudos to those who were able to jump in and jump on so then the other thing is if you're out here watching uh Foss, baron feel free to uh, throw questions out there as non-participants they're just gimmies well, or you guys can grab them i guess anyway, I said, heck they could probably jump in still it's not like we're like super deep into the game or anything no pretty deep into the game but let's keep going <laughs> i'm six minutes in All right, so we went with uh, gun museums today because May 18th turns out to be International Museum Day, and museums are pretty freaking good. So while these guys are trying to come up with questions or whatever, I'm going to flip over to uh, gunshopguide.com, which is a website. I don't even know when we set that one up. A long, 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 long time ago. And... Uh, back in the old, olden days of us doing stuff, there was no inter there was no YouTube yet. There was no fast internet yet. There wasn't even nobody knew what the internet was going to be back in the early days. So uh, I could buy internet or I could buy domain names. And one of the names I bought was Gun Shop Guide. Guess why? So that I could talk about gun shops in it. So at some point I added shooting ranges and then firearms museums, and that's what we're talking about today is the firearms museum page over there or tab, and then uh, there's all kinds of information over there uh, about the different ones and links to them and information about them and so forth. So, in what year was the National Firearms Museum established? 1925, 1928, 1935, or 1938? Right, so the National Firearms Museum is... The 
one in uh, the, the NRA museum. So what were the traces again? 1925, 1928, 1935, or 1938? All those seem kind of early, but I'm going to go with 38, maybe? 35. Okay. So I'll give that, you a good one. That is the, in the museum book. So that is BBQ. So, and that was because they started it somewhere and then they eventually moved it to where it is now. And that's what I was must have been getting glitched on or something, I guess, right? Yes, because it does say that it was moved in the book. And now it sounds like the NRE museums are closed right now because of, you know, garbage and excuses or whatever. Speaking of NRA, um, I won that super awesome prize pack from Foss on the mouse party uh, a couple weeks ago. I actually received it like five, six days ago. Never got around to opening it till today. And uh, I'm now drinking out of my super awesome NRA insulated cup. Thank you, Foss. Got a similar story in two ways. One, I was uh, driving up to Phoenix last week. And I went to go grab a bag to put stuff in. And then inside of that bag was the thing that Clover gave me at SHOT Show. <laughs> so I got a mail call Monday from SHOT Show that Clover, like, handed off to me. And nice. then uh, I just totally forgot about it. All right, guys, I put it in that bag. And I don't know, whatever. It's stuck in that bag, and I totally forgot about it until now. And then uh, Alan Anker sent me some stuff. So we'll have uh, a bunch of interesting stuff from Alan Anker upcoming. Awesome. Oh, so, gee, I got a question about uh, the gun museum for you. It's uh, going to deal specifically with one. I'm not sure if you've been, so you just have to let us know. That NRA National Firearms Museum, have you been to that one? The one in uh, Virginia? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right on. So I, it's a multiple choice. How many guns do they have in their collection? Is it more than 2,500, more than 5,000, or more than 7,500? All right, so the NRA has guns from everybody, uh, from members and from famous people, and then from other reasons, people donate them, their organizations and police departments and stuff donate them. So they've got a lot of guns. So the question or the options were 2,500, 5,000, or more than 7,500. So J.M. Davis says 6,000. They don't have more than that. And there's more than 2,000. So I'm going with whatever the middle one was again. 5,000? With 5,000? Actually, according to their website, it's more than 2,500. So not quite yet 5,000. But they're getting close to J.M. Davis. J.M. Davis is a really big one. Have you been to that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the uh, I've been to all of them except I've been to basically all of them. I've been to 30 of them. And there's probably a couple that are big ones that I haven't been to, but most of them I've been to. Um, but the, so is the, uh, the NRA museum in Virginia has 2,000, uh, 3,000 only? No, more than 2,500, but not yet more than 5,000. Okay, cool. So uh, yeah, that's uh, not the biggest museum physically or numbers, but uh, an impressive collection. 
definitely it used to be worth seeing all the time because it was open to the public for free basically every day except uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, Baron's got one. How many guns are on display at the Jonathan Browning home and gun shop? Uh, four, five, six, or seven. It's very few, so I don't remember what I put in there because uh, I think I just made up a number, but I, I'm going to go with six because uh, basically what that is is there's Jonathan Browning is the dad of John Browning, and uh, uh, before Browning was born, Jonathan Browning lived in very west coast of Illinois. Like literally, you could wing a rock from his front door to the Mississippi River. And the, I don't know who it was, somebody ran the Mormons out of Illinois and, you know, like literally burned the whole town down and ran them out of Illinois. So uh, uh, when later when the mormons were no longer getting run out of places they went back and bought all that area and then they rebuilt certain places certain buildings and shops and pieces of that old town from back in the day and the jonathan browning home and gun shop is one of the things that they rebuilt so it's kind of cool because you're hanging out in a building that's made in the style of the old days but it's a new building right but it's in the style of the old days on the foundations of jonathan browning's dad's or you know jonathan browning's home and that was where he made the harmonica gun so it's basically like a derringer with a a bar with a bunch of ch chambers in it and then as that as it goes through it's kind of like a harmonica as it goes through instead of being round like a revolver it just goes through so as it goes through the gun they they shoot and it's a multi-chambered Derringer called a harmonica gun. His dad came up with that one. Anyway, so yeah, they have very few guns there. Uh, so it looks like five was the answer. So I guess we'll give Baron one there. Nice. Good job, Baron. You don't have to wait for like, you know, wait for one oh, time. Go ahead. In uh, West Point, New York, there's a museum. There's some firearms there. What museum is located in West Point, New York? Well, that would be the... Well, I think it's just called... Isn't it called... Is it the... Isn't it just the West Point Museum? The yes, museum sir, it is. Point? Yes, it is. Okay. It scared me. I'm like, I don't think there's a different name for that. And I think that might be our oldest military museum if not the oldest museum so never been to that one though that'd be a good one to check out it is considered to be the oldest gun museum in the united states i believe you're right what you got in, in what year was the national firearms museum moved 1988 1995 1998 or 2005 as soon as you said what year, I was thinking 98, so I'm going to go with 98. It's 98. Okay. I must have written that too many times to just because I knew that one as soon as you said that. <clears throat> got another one about location. Where is the Rock Island Arsenal Museum located? City and state, please. Well, you're making those too easy because it's located on the island of Rock Island in Illinois. 
Outstanding. So that is our second oldest museum and uh, kind of adjacent to the, what is that called? The um, Springfield Armory. So I haven't been to that one only because they made it like a pain in the butt to get to it when I was there because of uh, shutdowns and garbage and excuses again. Like they just shut down a bunch of museums all the time. It's a way to put, put political pressure on people, I guess, is to shut down the museums and make it so that you can't appreciate history or whatever. So uh, I haven't been to that one. Maybe I was when I was a little kid, I really don't remember. But uh, the Rock Island Arsenal is an, an island on the Mississippi. So back in the olden days, that would have been like being on a highway or a train track or something, you know, being on the Mississippi gave them access to the getting it to New Orleans and then everywhere on the East Coast real quick. So they built, I don't think they built ammo there, but they built everything like leather and a lot of metal things. And I don't know about wood, but I know they made a lot of leather and metal things there. So like saddles and well, guns, I guess, but other stuff, you know, cannons and other machinery and stuff. So they, they did a lot of stuff there. And that museum has all of the stuff that they made there. And it's basically like a city on an island. So it's easy to defend. And then each little block city, each little block of the city is, you know, making different industries and stuff. And it was all just to keep the military going. So it was back in the olden days and kind of a cool museum. Um, I think they went up until like the grand and that was it. So you know, everything from the grand backwards. So which of these three museums is the oldest? J.M. Davis? Um, oh, Trap Shooting Hall of Fame and Museum? Or the National Skeet Shooting Museum? Or Skeet Shooting Association Museum, excuse me. All right, so J.M. Davis is like the 60s, and I know that the, I know that one of them is new, but I don't know what the other one, so the question is, which is oldest? Yes. I'm going to go with J.M. Davis, but I'm kind of guessing. No, it's actually the National Skeet Shooting association museum all right and where is that one at that one is in what's that say there texas um san antonio that was oh okay i know of that one but i never been to it yet and i've been to it, san antonio like a hundred times so when i was researching that one i was like dang it like i never knew about it and i'd driven past it but yeah okay that's that like one was fantasy. created in 1961. J.M. Davis was 69. Okay. As well as um, the Trap Shooting Museum was 69 as well. Oh, wow. So I had no idea they were both that old. The Trap one is up in Ohio, right? Or Illinois? Uh, Illinois. Okay. So, yeah, that's are neat. And I don't know nothing about them other than doing research. So I'm probably not doing good research. You know what I mean, like I'm not... I'm literally just figuring it out from the internet, but those are kind of neat. Like I, I'm sure there's gotta be others. Cause I know that like uh, back in the day, shooting expositions were a thing. People just like to see people do crazy Guinness book of world's record type of stuff with guns. So they'd shoot like a million pieces of wood or 
and I'm not even kidding, like a million pieces of wood. It would take them like a week or something, and then they'd be like, this is the rifle I shot a million pieces of wood with. <laughs> so there's got to be other museums out there for achievements with firearms. So Baron is saying, um, well, there's two of them here. What castle and museum is located on Pompeo? Oh, Polypel, that's how they say it. Island, uh, New York, Whittingham Castle, Autry Castle, Woolerock Castle, or Bannerman Castle. So that one's too easy, but it's Bannerman Castle. So uh, the other ones, that's a good answer. That's a good question, though, because that makes you think uh, if you're not paying attention or if you're not. Uh, um, focused on it because that one uh, kind of takes some of the other museum names and throws castle with them. So that's a good one. But Didn't you uh, try to visit Vanderman Ca Vanderman Castle at one point? Oh no, I've, def I've definitely tried to visit it multiple times, but I have successfully visited it with John Z, who doesn't really show up to this chat very often, but uh, John Z came up from New York at the time and uh, we visited the castle. Super cool, awesome, definitely recommend it, but uh, no uh, points for that one. And then Baron threw a second one out here. Where is the Texas Rangers Hall of... Wait, where is the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame? Uh, where is it located in Texas? In Austin, Houston, Waco, or Fort Worth? So, you know, the you would think the Rec Texas Rangers Hall of Fame isn't going to be all that interesting, but it's really hard not to put that one in like the... It's definitely in the top five, I think, museums in the country. But... Uh, I mean, if you're in Texas, you're probably going to put it in the top three, but you've got things like Dragon Man that are competing with it. But uh, it's in Waco and definitely worth checking out. And just a side note, when you're in Waco, there's also the Dr. Pepper Museum there, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so I got a question coming out of Kentucky. So have you been to the Kentucky Military History Museum? No. Is that on my list? I'm not sure that it is. It should oh, okay, be. Go ahead. No, I haven't been to that one. I don't. I didn't put many of the military ones because each fort and each base and each post pretty much has a museum, and then the military intentionally divides their artifacts up between all the museums. So basically, it's just really tough to list them all because there's a lot. But um, and now they're kind of a pain to access sometimes. But have you been to it? I have not. But I've learned just a little bit about it, and it's got a really cool story. I'll, I'll go with my question first, though, because you do have you got, you got a shot, right? So, the Kentucky Military History Museum uh, is housed in what was formerly a what? All right. So, is is this on my list? Did I have it in here? Or are you finding this somewhere else? I don't know if it's covered in the museum book or not. I don't have one in front of me. Oh, okay. I then, tried to find it, couldn't. Because um, I think it's either going to be in an armory or in a hotel or something like a something like that, or I forgot what the other building was. So I'm going to go with a armory. And arsenal is what it was originally, an arsenal in those times, because we're talking a long time ago. So check this out. After the previous one burnt down in 1836... Um, the state decided they were going to have uh, a new one and took 15 years to build it. Um, but it has a castle-like structure. 
And so when uh, that Bannerman Castle question came up, I was like, oh, okay, cool, this one. So in 1850, it's there. And the National Guard was there until like 74. And it's part of some complex that looks like, uh, from what I can see, something that you might enjoy. Where at in Kentucky? Let's see. This is not the address portion of that moment, please. I've been to Kentucky a bunch of times, but... I never got to choose. I was a little kid. We would go to Kentucky, and I never, I just knew I was in Kentucky kind of thing. But I don't remember any kind of castle or any kind of stories of any kind of castle. And Here it's down, a place we would go. Sorry to interrupt there. Uh, it's near downtown Frankfort, Kentucky. Huh. Right on. Um, so I guess I got that one? Yeah. Okay, so no points for you. Then Baron throws another one out there. Texas Ranger Hall of Fame charges four dollars for children and how much for adults? Six, eight, ten, or twelve? I paid the adult rate, so I'm almost positive it was ten bucks, but it might have been twelve. But that's a good one. Okay. So the Boot Hill Museum has how many firearms on display? 100, 200, 300, or 400? Aye, that's a tough one, actually. So, I mean, I wrote all that down, and I still can't remember. Oh. I want to say 300. Uh, the book says 200 plus here. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, they have a lot, but the way that they're organized is like a do- like a dozen in each window display, and I'm trying to remember how many window displays. And there might have been a couple with like sixty in there, but most of them just had like a dozen. Oh, hold on. So that gives does that give barbecue three? I think it does. I'm assuming you're gonna keep going. Is it? Yeah. Heck yeah, we got plenty of time to kill here, don't we? So Baron was saying $8, so then I missed that one, and I think that brings Baron to two then? Yes. What's that? So we go into a second round for a second patch with three questions stumping you being a winner here. I need to get clarified on the rules. Well, there ain't really rules so much as parameters, and he's gotten, he's stumped the, hold on, he has stumped the chump three times. So he's got patches. He's got something coming to him. But that doesn't mean it's over. It just means that he's now got something coming to him. He's going to get what's coming to him. Well, does Baron have another question out there? <laughs> no. All right. All right so, not yet. so I know that you have been here because we've talked about it and we've talked about it in back chats. I'm talking about the Cody Museum. This is another one of those multiple choice questions and it has to do with number of firearms there is it more than four thousand more than five thousand or more than six thousand here's the deal they didn't let me in so i don't even know so i've been there i drove all the way to home and to go there and then they wouldn't let me in there i didn't go there just for there but i was there and they didn't let me in but uh they have a lot and they don't show most of them so i'm going to say Whatever the middle was, was it five thousand? It was, and it is. Good job. Oh, really? Good 
good. I was kind of guessing, but I didn't want to give them. I knew they didn't have more than the big museums, but I know they are a big museum. But like I say, most of their stuff is like the Winchester collection, the Winchester company or whoever gave it to them. And then they just threw it in the basement and don't show it to anybody. So it's like they own the, gu the guns, but they don't show them. The Smithsonian gave them guns and they just hide them downstairs. Yeah, there's definitely a big difference between number in a collection and number on display. When you right. take a look at some of the numbers that some of these places might have, where it's like, we have more than 5,000 in our collection. Mm, okay. And with 500 on display, it might be a quicker walk than you might think. And so that, uh, that guide that you put out, I actually gave a couple of those away as Christmas presents. Well, Christmas, birthday, maybe combination, but two of them nonetheless. And in there, you do feature a couple of, uh, cool things. So while the next question is getting percolated, uh, what are some of the things that you cover in that, in that guide? The one that you're talking about over on the gear website store. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't even remember. I think I built that in 19 or 20. So 20, maybe. So it's a couple years ago that I made that. So I think it was 20. how many pages, 20 pages, let's say. So there's a page um, or museum per page from what I remember, but I don't honestly remember. Um, I mean, I remember putting some time into it, but then, you know, I was done and I moved on to the next project, so. It's One thing actually... that I really appreciated and can remember from it was that you included, if, there, if it was difficult for people who weren't just moving around on two feet. So you did give a nod towards that, and also those, uh, Barbecue Site Limited. You did make comment on how easy it was to view things and characterized in many of them, if not all of them, how the majority of the collection was displayed, for instance, behind glass and how that might impact photo taking, that kind of thing. So I, I really grooved on that thing. That's why I picked up a couple extras. And right on here. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm going to interrupt barbecue just to, to harp on that because that was a part of what I wanted to have in the tour guide because it's designed to encourage people to go to the museums and visit and saying, hey, go visit the museum. And then now you're on your own is kind of leaving you hanging, right? So. Uh, while I'm not going to show like a ton, I don't have a ton of pictures of what's in the museums, actually any music pictures of what's in the museums. I just show the museum itself, but then uh, there's, what do you call it, like accessibility. Like some of these are in old armories or they're in like the Texas Ranger Hall of Fame Museum is in some kind of old building from Texas. Like, I don't know, the Texas Ranger building or something. So it's some old fashioned building with old fashioned floors that are I don't know how to describe them, kind of like a turtle shell or something. Like they're old rocks that are kind of smooth from a million people walking on them, but they're literally just rocks smashed together. Like they're, it's the most bumpy floor I've ever been in. And I almost twisted my ankle just walking in it, you know, walking. Like it's, it's not a great floor. The doors are small because it's an old building. Uh, there's a couple of places that are like that actually that are kind of the whole point of a old building, of a museum is to, remember history so they like to cram them into old buildings so anyway because of that you get bathrooms that are hard to get to uh you get i mean with the ada american disabilities act they have created ramps and widened doors and stuff but not always you know if it's a historic building they don't have to do everything you don't have to destroy stuff to make access right so i tried to include that and then like you say the lighting and the photography a lot of times especially with like leather and clothing they'll turn the lights off in a museum in fact there's a couple of them that if there's a lot of leather and clothing 
the lights will be off unless you walk over to it and then some lights will come on but they're trying not to let any of that stuff degrade and that can be frustrating if you expect everything to just be like a i don't know like it you know some kind of you know things that aren't fragile that get displayed with bright light you know you're not going to get that at every museum so i tried to incorporate some of that both for photographers and again for people just to have realistic expectations of the museums so that they don't get somewhere and find out, oh, this is the kind of museum where I can't take flash photos. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Thanks for the option. This is really, I appreciate everybody kind of throwing softballs here. Um, at least it feels like you're throwing softballs so that we can kind of really chat about the museums more than anything here. But thanks yeah. for uh, interrupting you there. No, you're good. So I got two things. One, um, your museum's guide is actually, I believe, 32 pages. Yeah, oh, 32. Okay. Uh, if you count the front and back, because with the way you numbered it, um, the cover would actually be page one, which would mean the back cover would be page 32. Um, and then my question is, opened in, in November of 1988, what museum could you find in Los Angeles, California? Um, in 88. So in Los Angeles is the Autry Museum yes. and the use the what do you call it los angeles police museum but i was going to say in 88 i think it's autry uh police museum's a little older i think yes mario's out there baron threw hey. another one nra's National Sporting Arms Museum is located in Springfield, but what state? So the Sporting Arms Museum is there. The NRA's got three museums. One of them is for, well, one of them is in Virginia, and then one of them is in New Mexico, and the other one is in Springfield, Missouri, is the answer. And then the one in Springfield that Barron's asking about is the one that's focused on um, I guess they call it National Sporting Arms. It's I called it the Shotgun Museum, but it's uh, at first when I first heard about it because I thought it was going to be for like shotgun sports, but it's sort of like a whole bunch of guns that the NRA had. Like I mentioned before, there's like guns that somebody shot literally like a million pieces of wood. They just sat there for a week shooting pieces of wood or something and never missed. And then that gun will be sitting there on top of a pile of wood. You know, there's that kind of guns there. There's really fancy guns couple of presidential things there's it's a really nice museum and it's in a bass pro and i think it's the first bass pro or the biggest bass pro or something because it's it's like a bass pro the size of a mall and then upstairs towards the south end of the building there's a museum for the nra sporting whatever it's called sporting arms but there's also a bow hunting museum and then some other kind of hunting museum there. There's like three different museums in that Bass Pro and they're pretty cool. Like I'm there. You, you think, oh, uh, three museums in a store, but they're doing it right. So, gee, have you been to Dragon Man's recently? Ugh, last time I was at Dragon Man's would have been 19, I think. That's not no. recent enough. You got any plans to maybe uh, run it up and check it out anytime soon? Nah, because of gas. But no, I'd definitely like to. I, I think you'd need to check out Dragon Man's ideally once a year because he changes so much. But uh, 
and let's see, where would it be? I think Dragon Man's would basically allow me to go to Drag go to Dragon Man's will let me go north to Denver, say hey to Conda or whatever, jump over into Wyoming, book over to Salt Lake City, say hey to Dead Horse, and then uh, check out uh, the keep going east or west and check out the Williams Family Museum in northern Nevada, then come back south through Vegas. So that would be a if I was taking if I was going to Dragon Man's, I would try to come back that way. That sounds like a great road trip. So when you were there in nineteen, uh, what's one of your favorite memories? Share one of them. So going to Dragon Man's in nineteen was after. It couldn't have been 19. It had to be 18. Holy crap. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Whenever it was, I can't remember if it was 18 or 19 now. Uh, it might have been 18, though. No, 18, I went to Chicago and came back around. So maybe it was 19. Oh, you know what? It was 19. I think it was 19 coming home from the 2A rally. No, that couldn't have been either. No, I have no idea when it was. I was the last time I was at Dragon Man's though is I was at Tulsa and everybody was hanging out in Tulsa and everybody here's what happens in Tulsa. Everybody talks about, you know, drag, uh, the Tulsa gun show. Everybody shows up early and hangs out and goes to the show and then hangs out and then hangs out and then goes to the show on Sunday. But then everybody starts to leave. So by Sunday afternoon there's like four or five people there and those people are on their way out. Like everybody kind of says goodbye Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then everybody starts leaving. So I knew that was going to happen and I didn't have any money to buy something at the show. So I wasn't there shopping or anything. And I guess I just sort of weighed options and I wasn't standing anywhere. I was just standing in the street in front of their house that they had rented. So I wasn't like wasting a hotel room or anything. So I said, say, you know, see you at everybody Saturday night. And instead of even going to the show Sunday, I left Saturday evening or night and drove however many hours it is to get to Dragon Man's straight and then got to Dragon Man's for the last um, tour of the year. So I think that was 19, but I don't know if that worked out. If it might have been 19 coming home from the 2A rally, but... It seems late in the year for that. So I don't think so. But I think that's how the last time I went to Dragon Man's was for the last tour of the season. And it was okay, but the problem is driving into Denver or Colorado Springs in winter. I'm just not used to driving in winter. It's not bad. It wasn't a bad thing. I'm just not used to it. So that was what I remember of as being real cold. So when you were there in that visit, your last one, uh, were you able to go out to the range, use the shooting range? No, I never shot at Dragon Man's. I don't bring stuff to shoot. I just bring, like, you know, my own business. So I don't bring stuff to shoot, and I've never gone to Dragon Man's for a machine gun shoot. So that's something I still have yet to do. Well, I got a question about Dragon Man's gun range for you then at the Dragon Man's Museum. They do allow minors who are accompanied by an adult out on the shooting range, and they get to participate. So I got a question about the age at which that is allowed. Multiple choice now. Do you have to be six years old, eight years old, or 12 years old? Dragon Man, I'm going to say six. You got it. 
I think that's a wonderful way for people to spend when we were talking about it just this last fall, I believe, could have been spring, um, visiting there for a machine gun shoot. Uh, There was somebody who participated in the conversation who was planning on doing it with their uh, son, I believe, and got the report afterward that they had been able to enjoy that. Got to do some automatic fire there. Sounds great. Baron, got a question again? No, uh, just uh, uh, pointing out a couple of people jumping in saying, hey. There we go. I couldn't find my friggin' mute button. Barbecue must have a question, though. I do. Uh, it was ironic that you brought up Dragon Man uh, when you did because I was actually looking up a Dragon Man question. So, uh, the Dragon Man facility is located on how many remote acres? 173, 224, 260, or 303? Uh-oh. Did you get this straight from new or is this from my book? Uh, from the website. Okay. So it changed because Dragon Man just bought like 80 acres. So I'm going to go with the biggest one you just said. Negative. It's 260. Dang. All right. So now you're up to four. Although I don't like being wrong there because that means Dragon Man doesn't have more land. Dragon Man needs more land. So think about yes. this. There's J.M. Davis back in the day, and he he sells some stuff and then buys a hotel and then puts his gun collection behind the counter and then behind the bar and then on the walls around the, the lobby. And then after a while on the hallways, and then eventually even the rooms have guns wired to the walls. There's so many guns in this guy's collection. Uh, so people are staying in this hotel in order to check out the guns, but they're also bringing him guns because they, it's like, you know, route 66 has all these attractions, things that people, hear about back in the old days route 66 was like the social media of the day so people hear about this shot this hotel on route 66 in oklahoma where you can you know there's all these guns so people that are into guns go to route 66 and check out jm davis and he's hanging out and having conversations with people about guns and he's got guns on his desk and he's always talking about guns and guns all over right turns out to be like the mayor he's a nice guy he does other things but guns are always on his mind then you got dragon man who's got all these guns, and then he makes a museum, shares them with everybody. It's not quite free, but it might as well be free to go hang out at his museum. And then uh, Dragon Man buys a whole bunch of new acres and then starts a RV park. So is Dragon Man the new J.M. Davis? Mm-hmm. Literally drive I- up there, hang out, stay, have, chat with him about guns? I'm looking forward to my first visit for sure. For sure. So I got I got another uh, question for you. Trying to stump jump. Okay. Where is the National BB Gun Museum located? City and state, please. All right. Oh, so if we're talking one. the Daisy Museum, no. it is it is in Sorry. Uh, something Arkansas, and it is in. Man, is it Russellville or something like that, Arkansas? I'm not sure, but I'll look it up. What are you asking? It's in Rogers, Arkansas. Yeah, I knew it was a name of somebody, but I didn't know if it had a Usselville or a, in, you know, something like that. So, yeah, Rogers is where where the Daisy one is. So we're looking for just National BB Gun Museum. City oh, that's State. a different museum. It is. Oh, then I have no idea. So you definitely stumped me on that one. 
Branson, Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah. Family vacations oh. coming up, summertime coming up, Dragon Man's, rocking out with the kids. You know, as young as six, I can't imagine how thrilling it would have been to be a six, eight, or 12-year-old for that matter and being out uh, with a relative like, uh, like my pa and getting to throw lead down range at the auto clip. Oh, yeah. That would have been a big, big bunch of fun. So, which one is older? J.M. Davis or the 45th Infantry Infantry Division Museum? Well, it doesn't make it easier for me because they're both in Oklahoma, but they're not next to each other. So, J.M. Davis is in 69. Uh, 45th Infantry, though, I think is before that. Yes. Uh, the yeah. book says created in 63, opened in 68. Nice. So J.M. Davis was one dude. Three, 6,000 guns? No, 12,000 guns. So, it, you know, one dude, 12,000 guns. 45th Infantry Division Museum is the 45th Infantry Division. They use whatever that building is. I think it's some kind of motor some kind of, what do they call it, motor pool type of building from back in the olden days. Um, that's their museum. And then at some point, some guy, I don't know if he has any relation, because I don't know. I just know there's a plaque up there that I read. But some dude donates 600-something guns to the 45th Infantry Division Museum. Mm -hmm. So now it becomes more than just the division's museum, but instead a gun museum that they curate. Is that the right word? And then... In addition, they do some cool military stuff and some memorials and some things, but then they have this museum also that they arrange by campaigns, like all the different campaigns. And so not just the 45th Infantry Division, but you know the military, all our militaries have. Anyway, so that's uh, two different styles of museums. And then 45th Infantry Division is, you know, the, 40, is the Army Division. I guess it's in Oklahoma, that's why it's there. But uh, some guy gave them 600 something guns and they're just like hey we'll take care of these guns for you no worries where the jm davis was twelve thousand guns he's about to die well he's getting old and he says hey state of oklahoma i'll give you all my guns as long as you make them available to everybody for free forever and oklahoma's like what okay and they do have done that since 1969 it's pretty awesome i got a follow-up so, question about the 45th infantry division museum then so, can you give me the name of the artist who's working? This is a cartoonist now who was a member of the 45th Division and also has a display of his cartoon artwork on display at the museum. World War II, I'll give you a couple of hints here. Yeah, World you War II cartoonist. World War II cartoonist. And he started doing you know, kind of gag cartoons for the, the boys in the 45th. And then eventually, he went from their newsletter into Stars and Stripes, and in 1944, he became uh, distributed by United Feature Syndicate. And if you, if when you see these illustrations, G, I bet that you will know them. I know them myself. I'm thinking it's Casper, but I don't remember the guy's name or anything. Um, but that's what they kind of reminded me of. So when you go to the museum, there's like a section of it. It's, it's not little. And it is a whole bunch of drawings, and, and it's 
I don't know. It's kind of explained. It's kind of like you're walking around through posters, but uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Here's the guy's Gizzard. name. Mort Walter. Mort Walker. Uh, Mort Walker. No, it's not Mort Walker. It's it's William Maudlin. And he won two Pulitzer Prizes for his illustrations. He's definitely worth checking out. And that he has the... Uh, What's the, the name again? That, Something Malton? Uh, Malden. M-A-U-L-D-I-N. So his characters, his main two characters, were Willie and Joe. They were infantrymen. So he was writing from the perspective of being an infantryman himself. And so it was one of those things where in the public, and I'm um, speaking generally here, where those cartoons then applied into the Stars and Stripes, and this distribution really got to speak to a lot of folks and represented his original work at the 45th, and you can see it again today. Oh, snap. So I think the one that is most iconic there's a bunch of them that are very iconic, like you said. But the one that everybody can remember is when you've got the Jeep with its busted wheel and the guy is covering his eyes and he's about to put the Jeep yeah. out of its misery with his 1911. That's the one I think I remember from. Well, no, there's more than that. But as soon as I seen that one pop up, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, so we'll throw some. Yeah, Mort Walker uh, did uh, Beetle Bailey, so you you know oh, okay. you would know his work as well. Yeah, and I think maybe the reason that Gizzard Gary went ahead and tossed out Mort Walker is native of El Dorado, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> the Chicken Man checking in. But yeah, the Forty Fifth Infantry Division Museum does have a pretty good chunk, and that makes sense. I didn't realize. I like to say I, I'm there for the guns, and depending on what I'm doing, I don't have you know two hours to hang out at the museum. So I'm in there looking around, doing my thing, taking pictures or whatever. So I must have taken some pictures of the cartoons, but I don't think I ever appreciated that it was that guy. So that makes sense why they would devote so much uh, space to the guy and his different work. And with but an exhibit like that, they're not tiny. Like some of them are larger. So I'm wondering if he didn't use a paintbrush and sort of you know, make things the size of a piece of paper and then they shrunk it down to the newspaper as opposed to using a pencil and having it expand into a poster. I'm not sure how Stars and Stripes did it. Yeah, neither. I've known it to be, do to be done in both by both methods. And there's another example of, you know, let me check this out. Another firearms-related museum, firearms museum, it's on the list. It's in the book kind of thing. We're kids are going to have something to check out too it's not just going to be a boring bunch of guns up on the wall that the only dad wants to look at for a distracted you know seven-year-old maybe it's not their jam but looking at cartoons and asking questions it gives a lot of opportunities for you know for somebody to check out the museum and enjoy it while the little ones get to as well so sticking with the 40 percent imagery museum gwebs you mentioned a gentleman that uh, donated uh, 600 plus firearms. That would actually be 667 firearms according to uh, the work that you put together. Uh, so, what was that gentleman's name? Uh, now, I'll give you the first and middle initial and then we'll do multiple choice for that last name. So, uh, first name was Jordan, middle initial B. What was his last name? Reeves, Rebus, Reynolds, or Ryan? Dang, that's a good question. So I'm having to try to remember the plaque. What's the options again? Reeves, Revis, Reynolds, or Ryan? 
I think if it was Reynolds or Ryan, I would, for some reason, I think those are common enough names. So I'm thinking it's those first two. I'm going to go with the second one, which I don't remember what you said, but I'm just because it sounds like the second one. Mm, it would just be the first one, Reeves. Dang. R-E-A-V-E-S. Definitely guessing on that one. That was a good one. That was a great way to frame it. So is that the fourth for Barbara or fifth for barbecue? That'd be five, I think. Yeah. Uh, did I hit all of Baron's? No, I don't think I missed this one. So Baron had threw another one out here. Nice. Which museum on your webpage has both the least amount of weapons and the largest single weapon? Ooh. Huh. So, well, there's only the one with the most is the J.M. Davis. But does it have the largest? I guess if you count the tank out front. If that's what we're doing, the tank out front. Wow. Because unless I'm missing something, I might be crazy, and maybe there is something with even more. Like one of the hidden ones, like Smithsonian or something. But that's a good one. Oh, Titan's really good one. Museum. Least amount of weapons and the largest single weapon. Uh, Titan 2. Yeah, that's a great question. So there's another one for Baron. I'm trying to go back. Is that three for Baron now? Or, yeah, right? I think so. Math. I'm only keeping track of my own. Well, it's more for like I got to scroll back here and see. I'm, I see a two for Baron and I don't see a three. So I think that's three for Baron. Yeah, right on. Another uh, good one. Yeah, that was awesome. So do you have any more? Or can I offer you another one? Yeah, go ahead. So Ogden, Utah. You've been to the uh, the museum, the John M. Browning there? Oh, definitely. Right on. Well, tell us a little bit about that experience. What's it, what's that museum like? Walk I've us through the door. a bunch of times. So that's one of the cooler ones because it's Browning, the real Browning, not his dad. And Browning started building stuff and as a kid and then got his brothers involved and then bought a factory. So there's the house where he lives in. Then there's the factory where he worked at, which is now an apartment building. And then after he has some level of success working with Winchester, he buys a second or a bigger factory closer to downtown. That one's still there. That one still says Browning and Sons and Company on it or something. You can go touch each of these buildings with your hand, every one of them. And then after he invents the 1911, there's this 10-story building with an elevator, which is a brand new fancy thing back in the day. And that's the final Browning factory, which is now a hotel, a 10-story hotel with a big plaque out front for Browning. Then you go over to the train museum or train station, and upstairs is the Browning Museum, which is run by just a group of people that are awesome. And then some old people usually are hanging out there to walk you around and tell you about stuff and answer questions and that kind of thing. So it's Browning would build a gun, sell it to Winchester, and then take apart his prototype and start building the next one. So he didn't really have a lot of artifacts left over. So what they have there is just early guns often 
you know, like one of the first ones or something as an example, but there's not a lot of pieces or prototypes of Browning stuff. Uh, so what they have is his workshop, like a chunk of his workshop is just there. You can kind of walk, wow. you can kind of walk into it, see his workshop and his, some of the tools he used. And I like think they're as they were when he passed. Like a living history exhibit kind of thing. I dig those. Like being able to see things like as they were left or in the actual spots. That's that's really intriguing. And it's it's not like, you know, the kind of things like the what am I trying to say? Like the old uh I've been to what's that place called? Williamsburg or something. It's not like colonial Williamsburg tools where they're they're crude compared to now, but they're you recognize them. They're the kind of tools we have now. They're just kind of a little bit cruder than now or not as fancy as now nothing plastic you know it's all metal but you know it's stuff that we're familiar with screwdrivers and wrenches and all that stuff it's just uh yeah super neat to think that browning hanging out in fin or what was it or was that where is fn at brussels belgium, belgium? belgium. Yeah. yeah belgium you know he passed over there somewhere so wherever he was doing something and set his stuff down you know they kind of took pictures and set it up that way again so, like, it's um, a question about Browning designs that are on display at that museum that I've got for you next, then. Give me the names of the four generations of Brownings represented by their names, if you would, please, in the museum that you visited. Wait, what? Four generations of Brownings are uh, on display at the museum. Name those four. I have to name the four names of Browning people? I don't know any of them. Well, starting off with who? You mean like uh, John Browning? Yep, John. Yeah, there you go. Another kid and another kid? I don't know him. <laughs> like Dweezel, Moon, and uh, I don't know. Fry? Well, one of them, Val, um, is responsible for the BAR design, I think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Val Browning? Yeah. No, I knew I, I once you say yeah, I remember their names, but I don't have that kind of I don't have that kind of recall to know Browning's kids' names or whatever. So yeah, Jonathan, John M. And that's the one that most people know is a John M. Browning, right? Uh, but the the father's work is there, so that's the first those two generations. The next one was Val, and the youngest one is Bruce. Is John M. Grandson? Like opposite of giving me a multiple choice. That's making me answer four times the question. Like, <laughs> Right here, <laughs> answers. Like no way. Well, I gave you like like you said, you had a couple of those slow ball, slow pitches coming across the plate, and so I I figured if you've been there a couple of times, you might be able to remember that. But I like that there's no, four no, generations I, there. I, Another I, great I, example of. Go ahead. No, finish. Go ahead. I was just going to say that it's another great example of when you're on the road, there is something that you can find. I mean, there's four generations work um, that are in that one place. It gives a sense of the history. That, you know, firearms are yeah. something that are part of the that from the website or something. Yes, sir. Yeah. See, that's not true, though. That's the thing. There's like a timeline on the wall and they mention his kids and the descendants. But the museum is about John Browning's designs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's about John Browning's designs. Now, there's a couple of the designs where, like, when he died, his kids you know, kept going with them or whatever. And I'm sure they did other things. But... <laughs> Those are machine guns, and they're like at the very end of the room. This is all one room, and and it's like I forget how many guns, but dozens only. And 
60, 80% of the room is John Browning. And then they go, and then he also had children. And they don't even talk about his dad, I don't think. Or if they do, it's at the very beginning of the time. Actually, they do. At the very beginning of the timeline, there's one gun there from his dad or something. But anyway, so it's, it's definitely a John Browning museum. Well, it's like kind of unfortunate John. they don't give a better treatment to the the, the successive generations. But, well, right. but that's the thing; it's not a Browning museum because I think there is a Browning museum because there's a Browning company. You know what I mean? This is the John Browning Museum for whatever reason that people in Ogden decided to make. At least that's I'm assuming because it's I don't know. I, I'm just saying well, that because it's, I think that's the room where is you... mostly his stuff, but they may consider it everybody's also. It's where he grew up, I think, right? Well, you mean Ogden? It's yeah. it's where his factories were. I think he also yeah. grew up there. Yeah, but I'm not because if I, I remember somewhere else. from the biography that I read, I thought um, his family was actually East Coast. Then they moved to Ogden, but I could be wrong. It could be that he oh, no, moved yeah. to Ogden. His dad, his dad lived in some place like Ohio or Indiana or somewhere, and Something then moved like that. to Illinois. And then all the Mormons got. Because the Mormons got run out of somewhere, and then they moved to Illinois, and then they got run out of Illinois, and then they moved to Saint Salt Lake City. So yep. it was when they got like burned down and run out of Illinois is when his dad was building guns, and then once he moved, John Browning was born. So, what museum is also known as? Oh, where'd it go? Come back, dang thing. Is known as what? As the Museum of Lost Arts. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So that one is even better than a regular question because basically Bannerman, before he got ran out of New York, because there were New York's bunch of jerks, he had a couple of different locations where he would have a surplus store, which was actually sort of a museum that you could just buy everything there. And at the upstairs of it, he had the Museum of Lost Arts, right? Yes. And then eventually he was going to make the top floor of his castle the museum, people think. But that's I've only heard that from people who really pay attention. I don't think that's common. So I got a follow-up on that uh, Browning Museum, since I kind of like went a little too rough on four generations' worth because I thought it was cool. I got another one about the transition, though of the firearms themselves. So again, according to the website, we're looking at uh, in Ogden there, uh, the firearms came from the Browning factory reference collection to the site of the current Browning museum in 1978, but through whose hands did they pass in 1959? Give you a hint. There was something about it, something about a similar organization in a previous question that I asked Oklahoma. Well, and I was reading as you're saying that. So we're talking the guns from Browning are where? Reference collect the, the factory reference collection moved from the family in that place through one more spot before they landed at the museum in 1978. Are you talking about the museum in Utah? Yes. Oh, I didn't. Are you reading this from the Browning Museum website? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. So this is, I didn't know those were, those stuff like that was there. So is it from, went to the Cody Museum? 
No, it went uh, to the Utah National Guard in 1959. So they helped with the transition of the collection, the reference collection there. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Oh, then I need to definitely pay more attention to the Browning Museum because I had no idea that that collection of guns was significant or together. You know what I mean? I thought they were just people were like, oh, here's some, here's some, here's some. I didn't know it was, you know, I thought it was a gathered. I didn't realize it was a collection that was being housed there. So I definitely need to pay more attention to that museum. I also like that it's uh, part of that Browning Museum. It's the, the Union Station in Ogden. Like Omaha itself has a, a union yeah. station. There are damn few firearms that are part of it, but there are a couple on display there. So anytime there's another historical building that's included in a complex, I like that. Nice. Is Baron out there? I, with don't, I don't like that it's upstairs. It's not the most accessible building or museum, and it's tiny. I mean, Browning should have a bigger museum than the cars. The cars have a huge mm -hmm. part of that building. But anyway, uh, what are you saying? Baron has a question? I just wondered Which if he did. Which state has a gun museum featured on your web page's Google map? South Carolina, Alabama, North Carolina, or Georgia? On my states, on my web page's Google map. What do you think that means? I think that means that on the web page there is a Google map pulled up that has a. Oh. There's a gun museum featured. It should have. Okay, so South Carolina, I don't know of any museum. Alabama doesn't have one. And I don't think North Carolina has one. So I'm going to just use process of elimination and say Georgia. Because I'm thinking if there's a map on the website, then it's going to be all of them, right? Okay, yeah, right on. That's a good question, too, because I don't even remember what we're talking about here. Oh, I kind of do, I think. If we're talking like a, a view or a window of all the map, of all the locations on Google. Yeah, yeah. So, opened in 2008. Oh, hold on. I can interrupt you just because... Oh, my is there a mouse party tonight? I didn't see one before we started the show. There indeed is. Okay, then go ahead with your question. We'll we'll make two more. We'll give everybody one more, and then that way we cut for the mouse party. All right. So in 2008, what firearms museum was opened in Raton, New Mexico? Right on. So that one is the third of the NRA museums, and I forget what they call it. The uh, well, it's called the Whittington Center. I think yep. the Center Museum or something. But yep, that one's another one that's weird as hell. Like it's in the middle of nowhere. First off, it's right by where Red Dawn was filmed, so you have to go there. It's between where Red Dawn was filmed and Dragon Man, so you got no excuse to not go to this place. It's the largest range we got in the country, so another reason you want to go there. It's a chunk of New Mexico. You can see it from space. You, I've never, been, I've been there five times or something, and I've never been there where I didn't see antelope. Uh, probably other stuff. I definitely seen. What was the hell? Some critter came up to the van like four times when I was up there. Like it's just a, an experience. It's boring. It's New Mexico, but it's a good part of New Mexico. And for people that aren't used to boring West, you know what I mean? Like they probably appreciate it. There's better parts of the West, let's put it that way. It's not the most beautiful parts of the West, 
but it's awesome. You drive into it, it's huge, it's huge. So you drive into it, you get to the main building, you drive all the way into it. There's apartments, there's like condos, there's campgrounds, there's places for RVs. So there's like for almost any kind of style or level of comfort you're looking for, you can get, there's every kind of range you can think of there. So it's just a really neat place. And there's almost nobody ever there because it's in the middle of nowhere. But as you drive into this place and there's like a building, I guess you'd call it, at least it looks like a building from the outside. And then you start walking over to it and then you're like, is this a patio or is this a building or is this like somebody's porch? What is this? And then you walk into it and there's like a buffalo and a Gatling gun and you're inside. There was a door and there's glass and stuff, but you still can't tell if you're on like a porch or on somebody's like, you know, backyard. I don't know what's going on. And the floor is like made out of like somebody just like took wood and laid it on the ground and then put carpet on it. That's how it feels like walking in there. And then all of a sudden you're walking in a gun shop. <laughs> like you just keep walking and you're in the like lobby and then you just keep walking and now you're in like a gift shop and you keep walking and now you're in a gun shop. And it's the NRA. The NRA owns a gun shop in the middle of New Mexico. If you take a right, you're in the NRA library, where it's just like, what? There's like this giant room in this porch. Like all the floor is all still weird. And then you're in this like giant library of all kinds of cool guns books and stuff. It's nerdy gun books. And then you take a left and you're in this museum. And the museum is like a big room in somebody's porch with like a bunch of windows, which is super weird for the museum to have giant windows. It's like ruining everything. All the wood and everything's getting ruined by these windows, but you can see everything. And all the guns are just in like tables with glass on them. Like, so they're all about waist height for an adult. And you can just look down at all these different guns and stuff. So it's the weirdest museum. It's, it's somebody like Brownells or somebody's guns. It's somebody like Hank Brownells or Bob Brownells or I Dudley think it Brownells says or something. Yeah. And they just were like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to put my guns in the middle of New Mexico on the porch and then make the NRA wrap a room around it and then make it available to anybody who wants to walk out there. So it's a, it's worth looking at. It's a museum, but uh, I always preface it with like, if you've got a chair or like, if you just have issues with walking, like spatial issues or like whatever dexterity, it's a, it's like a freaking funny house. Like I was just minding my business tripping over myself walking in that place. It's weird. Like I say, it's like they took plywood, laid it down without nailing it together. And then like on the dirt, they kind of scooted the dirt around so that it was flat and then put pieces of plywood next to each other and then laid carpet on that. And then they're like, there you go. Start putting displays down and, you know, museum and everything. It's like the weirdest floor ever. But anyway, that's uh, in Raton, New Mexico, in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. And I probably drove past that place four times before I knew it was there. Drives me nuts. And then now every time I go near I check it out. Frank Brownell was the guy. I think he donated them, so I think he gave them to the to the museum. It's just sort of like if if somebody gave you a million bucks and said go to uh, Wanamaker and buy one of every cool gun to make a museum, it's what you would have. You know, it's like specimens of our, all the cool guns. But not like you know the one that President So and So had, just a really nice version of every gun. Yep. Not maybe every gun, but a, an assortment of guns. All right. Does anybody else have any other ones? 
Um, if nobody's got any other questions, I've got a question for you, but it's not actually a trivia question. We got uh, Baron out there, right? Yep. You got another, a last one? It's like last licks and questions and stuff. What do you got? Um, okay. John Wilkes Booth is Derringer. Is it located in what museum? Uh, I don't know. It's the Ford's Theater Museum. The which one? Ford's Theater Museum. What is he saying? The what museum? The Ford's, Ford's Theater Museum. Sorry, this is a little oh, late. Ford Theater. Sorry, I was here. It was just a reverb or something. So how many actually count the as then? a firearm not, museum though? No, because it's not a firearm museum. It's not in my book, but he's just picking up things to try to stump Trump. So I'm that's not, for DJ, I guess. I guess technically. I'm not looking for a point on that one. I was just looking for something because we were on our way out the door and on the way to the mouse party. Not quite on our way out the door, but uh, that was DJ's last one. Does Barbecue, you said you had another one? Oh, no, no, no. I thought my last one was uh, the one that I asked about Raton because you announced the last question thing uh, right before I asked that. So I figured that ate, uh, ate up my last one. So um i think baron might have one out there though i mean i don't i can't i'm not looking at the text chat i'm just saying um well baron's he... at three dj's at three because of his trickery at the end there and barbecue is at five so if barbecue came up with another one potentially got negative points for that i just threw it out like in general how'd i get knocked <laughs> no, down to eight, three from six eight. you went from two to three so you how'd got you get six for trickery what a miss what well, DJ said, right. "How do you go from after uh, Chad? Be fine. Go down from three to, or, or go to three from six. And I down to three from six is what I said exactly. Yeah, we could settle that out. Of, so barbecue another time. Does barbecue yeah. want to try to do another one or no? I'm gonna try and pull something out of my hat here. And by my hat, I mean your book. Okay, let's see about this. Um." So while you're coming up with the question, we'll mention that after this show, in approximately, I'm looking, 13 minutes, it's getting there, there's going to be a mouse party, which is a topicless conversation that happens on Wednesdays from Foss and Baron. What museum? Oh, that is so annoying. All right, here we go. What museum is located at 6045 York Boulevard, Los Angeles, California? Well, it has to be either the uh, Los Angeles Police Museum or the uh, Aubrey or Osh, whatever it is, the Autry. And the Autry is like next to the zoo. What did you say the name of the road is? Um, let me get back down here. York Boulevard. I can't imagine that that road that the zoo is on is called York Boulevard. It's probably called like some stupid circle. So I'm going with uh, LA Police Museum. It is LA Police Museum. Nice. But that was a good question. So you can get a quick point for that. And that means that if I click this button, there's the patches that we're playing for today. So barbecue was the first to attain three. 
Uh, what do we got here? We got something, some kind of a camouflage coating one. We've got some kind of a two and two shield thing with some kind of a snake and a sword, so maybe a medical thing. This is, I believe, from the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Slotnik Electronics, Lambda Lambda Lambda. Looks like a pocket protector, but it's actually a patch. Nice. Then we've got something that says Communist, 1979 Safari. We've got a Don't Tread on Me in kind of a gray color. Got a Don't Tread on Me in a yellow color. We've got three different kinds of hater aids here. A sewn, a rubber, and a different kind of rubber colors, different color rubber. We've got this Zig one, which is, I think, an all-glow-in-the-dark. Then we've got something that says Wolf Hunter. Choice, not chance. This one, I believe, is from the movie Jurassic's Park. Life finds a way, and there's a mosquito inside of a little ball. ball. Got this kitten flicking you off. And then uh, Marines crayons, MREs. Oh, and then whatever this is, something Frigus, which is some sort of an arrowhead with a lightning bolt on it. And then when it says built by JB. So barbecue, first pick, then was it Baron, and then it'll be DJ, and then barbecue again. Um, going to have to go with that. Uh, can you show me that built by JB thing again? I'm going to say just, yeah, it's my initials, so. Oh, well, then don't worry about it, because you're not picking that one. I've got more than one of that, so you'll get one of those <laughs> for nothing. Um, then we're going to have to go with the crayon MRE. That, that was pretty sweet. I'm pretty sure this is Alan Anchor. Oh, yeah, it says right on there. Alan Anchor. Awesome. So that's literally just getting a free patch. Boom. Now, Baron. And while we're waiting for Baron, DJ. Now, I'm not going to try and swindle anything away from Baron. We got uh, time before that mouse party. If he's still out there in the room. All right. Second choice. So, be his. I, I kind of know which way I'm going to angle as a second or a third choice for myself. So I'm going to be good to go whenever that one comes in. So what was, what's been G? your favorite? What? Uh, I cut off DJ. That was my fault. As I say, what has been your favorite museum of all time to visit? Best experience wrapped into one. Favorite. 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 I don't think I can answer that because I wanted to go to the Jam Dave or I wanted to go to the Bannerman Castle forever, and I'm not done there. I still have to get in the Bannerman Castle. Um, Dragon Man's is insane, and I've been able to go into Dragon Man's. So in 2018, I went to drag. Okay, I know I went to Dragon Man's in 2018 because that's when the bullshit happened in Nevada. Right, the stupid Las, uh, Las, Las Vegas idiot. So when that Las Vegas idiot happened, I was going from Wanamaker to Dragon Man's. I went to Dragon Man's, and there was, and this was like, I didn't realize that Dragon Man's was only certain days to go into the museum. Yeah, Baron is picking a patch. GJ's waiting. Um, so uh, I'll just pan around the. Uh, Dragon Man was up there interview, getting and doing an interview with, I think it was somebody from New Zealand or something like that, some other country. And because there was some person there from another country's news or whatever, they're like, Dragon Man was like, 
hey, you want to go in the museum? So I was like, can I go with? And he's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I got to go in the museum, like the top one. So the yellow, don't tread on me, is Baron. So now there's DJ. Um, so anyway, I got to go into Dragon Man's off-day private tour. Dragon Man, me, dude from New Zealand who barely spoke English, and then somebody holding a camera. So I got to hang out in Dragon Man's museum with Dragon Man and two other people who cared less that they were in there. They were worried about getting video, and I was just bullshit like Dragon Man about his museum and whatnot. So that was pretty awesome. And then I've been there a couple of times just on the regular tour, which is amazing because he keeps buying new stuff. And, uh, you know, anyway, so go ahead. Which patch you looking for? Got six Sorry, minutes. I was muted there. That Creighton MR, <clears throat> that crayon MRE patch would be dandy. Yeah, well, the one that barbecue picked first that isn't on the list that's over here to the side with this one. Yeah, that would be dandy. Except I only had one of them. So since that one is picked, I'll go with Lewis Skolnick's pocket protector. All right, this one barbecue is going to be pissed because I got this one from a one-off from another place that I'm never getting these again. So that one is going to DJ. Nice. And that Won't means, lie. I almost picked that on the on my first go around. Glad you didn't. Now you're back. Um heck. Uh I guess one of the hater raids, because why the heck not? Or actually didn't you say there was like a medical one, like a snake and something? This one is some sort of shield, uh, spearhead, I guess I should say, and then uh, like a snake and a sword on a cross, and it says two and two. I don't know what it means or what it's for. Eh, looks cool. It's embroidered. It's, Ooh, uh, even better. Oh, okay. All right, so that one's going to barbecue. So thanks for playing the uh, Stump the Chump. So unlike other shows, unlike all the other firearms-related game shows that happen each week from other channels that go live and have gun-related game shows, this one changes it up each week. So uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us for oops, what am I doing here? for uh, continuing adventures of how to have fun with playing with firearms awareness and knowledge and history. And... Uh, moving some patches because it's really about moving patches this whole thing was really just a ploy to move some patches we call it moving rubber in the industry so some of the older for you call it moving hook and loop what do you got um so recently i had received a package from roll call 219 and in that it contained a keychain from the dam uh yeah dam uh, the jm davis museum that was uh like a 357 round, uh, but a keychain. So, oh, really? yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, so, I was wondering, out of, out of all the museums that you've been to, what would you say? Which one had like the coolest novelty item, and what was that item? Dude, that's a good question too. So, J.M. Davis has an agreement with the Daisy Museum, so there's J.M. Davis BB guns, and I probably should buy one of them one day. Um, oh, that'd be sweet. The, in some of the museums, J.M. Davis and Browning, you can smash a penny. So you get a penny and you jam it in there and you crank this thing and you smash it. And 
I know how to bypass it. I know how to hack the penny thing so it doesn't even cost you nothing to smush a penny. So you can hack this this penny smasher and get free pennies at two of them. That's pretty awesome. There is patches at a bunch of them. Uh, the, the 45th Infantry Division Museum has a gift shop that if you got a kid that is not digging it, is going to dig the gift shop probably. That's pretty neat. Um, the Cody Museum sucks, and their gift shop is the worst gift shop in the whole list of all the gift shops there's out there. The NRA Museum in, in, in Virginia has the bookstore. So if you've seen a book about guns, they probably oh, have awesome. a bookstore. And that's right out front of the museum. And the prices are normal. So it's not like, you know, it's, actually the prices were cheaper than normal. The first time I went to the NRA Museum is like a long time ago in 2001 or something. And the prices were insane. It was like they were giving stuff away because... I don't know why, but everything was like half price there. So I actually loaded up. <laughs> I brought a whole bunch of souvenirs home from the first visit just because stuff was so cheap. It was crazy. Um, actually, that's a great question, dude. The, all the museums, I think, have something. And that would be a neat. I'm going to actually use that um, for a series because I, I think I kind of did that with all my gizmos and stuff with uh, the last time I did a series on the museums. But I can definitely do one on the different uh, swag, going back and maybe taking, looking at the pictures I've taken of their gift shops and stuff. Cool. All right. Well, I got to end it because we're uh, two minutes away from corking a mouse and they get all upset because, you know, they're little and fuzzy or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, what's happening over here? Yep. So uh, with that, we'll uh, wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this show. We can be live every weeknight at midnight Eastern to talk about guns. Tomorrow will be travel and technology. See you later. Hey, what are you doing? Trying to look for my button here. I was trying to fill dead air. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. This episode, Nobody Beats the House. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Do, 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 do.